From tornadoes to hurricanes, blizzards, and everything in between, you're listening to the Stormfront Freaks podcast. Stormfront Freaks are former television meteorologist Mark Massaro, digital meteorologist and weather producer on the Weather Channel app, Dina Knightley, former on-camera meteorologist at the Weather Channel, Kim Cunningham, meteorologist and social media manager at Agora Pulse, Jen Watson, star of Tornado Hunters, Greg Johnson, atmospheric science graduate, Brady Harris, and I'm your announcer and Skywarn Network coordinator, Mark Johnson. Now, here's the moderator of the Stormfront Freaks podcast, Storm Chaser, Phil Johnson. Hey, welcome everybody to the most entertaining weather podcast on your listening and viewing device. This is the award-winning Stormfront Freaks podcast. Uh, We always encourage you guys, uh, check out our website. Go to stormfrontfreaks.com. There you're going to find not only our interactive Zoom radar that's got uh, some great Storm Chaser streams, on that, uh, that that's freed for your use. We also have links to our Helicity.co exclusive line of Stormfront Freaks merchandise. Uh, and then you can also check out the, the library. We've got all of our past library of previous shows with guests like TV uh, meteorologist Rick Reichmuth, uh, Jen Carfagno, Crystal Egger, all kinds of more uh, individuals we've got there too. But tonight, uh, we're pretty excited tonight. This is episode one. 13, and we're happy to have joining with us the senior meteorologist at ABC News, Rob Marciano, is with us tonight. That's a good place of my name. Hi. Yeah. Yeah. So we're excited, Rob, having you on the show. So uh, looking forward to this. We also, of course, we're going to do our lightning round with Rob. We've got our infamous hashtag weather fools. And and stay tuned because we've got a new segment we're going to bring on tonight that you'll definitely need to hear. This is called the Potty Mouth Forecast. There might be a better better name for it. I don't know. But the Potty Mouth Forecast. This ought to be pretty good. Isn't but that known as Trollbot 5000? No, this, is, this one's a little close. different. This, okay, this is, right. uh, I'll give you a quick little hint. Why? You need, so, so these are some very popular TV meteorologists that um, uh, give you a little hint. So what is it called? The dark internet or the black internet? or dark what? Web. Dark, web. Dark, web. dark web. Dark web. So oh, we searched the dark web and we found some <laughs> forecasts from some very infamous and very famous uh, TV meteorologists where uh, they might have had a little bit uh, colorful language that particular Ooh. day. So. Rob, one of them? Rob was not one of them uh, yet. Now, I haven't scoured the dark web enough that we might be able to find something from Rob later. But uh, I've done it a couple of times. He was a good times. altar boy. He's done it a couple of times. Okay. Uh, but hey, before we get to all of that, so we've got a great show coming up. Uh, we got to find out the co-hosts that are with us tonight. we got we got a full boat. Uh, the ark is full. And uh, so we find out the co-hosts with us by finding out what they're drinking tonight. Uh, if you're not... If you haven't been with the show and you're new, we always this is always happy hour. I don't care what time you happen to be listening or watching. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a great way to let you know we like to have fun. You know, this is a weather podcast and we like to talk weather and storms and all kinds of other things with storm chasers and meteorologists and uh, but we also like to have a good time and just uh, sit back around the poker table and enjoy this. So uh, hopefully you can join us as well, but we're going to find out first MJ uh, up in Minnesota, yeah. what are you drinking? Uh, tonight it's uh, Captain and A and W root beer. Very oh, fun. Yeah. Yeah. You love okay. your Captain, don't you? I do, I do, I do. <laughs> That's good. I'll interrupt aye, and aye. say, 
I, I'm doing, uh, doing that one recipe that was recommended to us by a listener, Ooh. which is pumpkin ale. Yes. With a couple shots of Captain. Ah, yeah. so I'm nice. a beer with Captain in He's it. Got a, you got a yeah. couple shots in there. Oh, yeah. well, that's how you doing, Bill? I do, that's baby. We'll we'll see how far I make it tonight, Rob. This ought to be interesting. But Maz, uh, Maz, what are you drinking tonight, brother? I am going dark beer. I'm going Guinness. Ah, right. nice. Yes. and it's already yes. half gone. I'm like, darn. No, you get that time of year. Uh, Dina. What are you drinking? I've just got some wine tonight. Nothing fancy. Just okay. chilling. White, chilling white on a wine. hot evening. Uh, Kim, I saw Kim just happen to jump on board. Yes. Kim, what are you drinking? I'm so sorry. I'm drinking wine tonight, you guys. You I got wow. There you go. It's Bonanza. I don't know if you heard of the Wagner family. They do a lot of great wines out of California. And this is a new one. It's um, called Bonanza. It's very good. It's a okay. hobby wine, right? Yeah, it's a hot wine. <laughs> <sighs> All right, Jen. Jen Watson, what are you drinking? Hot chocolate. That's exactly what I'm drinking. Is that a Christmas mug? I I love that, Jen. Hot chocolate and a Christmas mug. I am ready to. Yeah, my my little one is still awake right now, so I got to wait till she's down for me to, you know. You do? I never did. Did you? I don't know. That's the reason to be drinking something. All right, Brady. Brady, what are you drinking? Well, I'm at the parents tonight, uh, watching the cat because they're out of town. So I raided the wine cellar, so I'm having some Smith and Hook Cabernet. I'm a big nice. fan of Smith oh, and Hook. Oh, goodness. Oh, What's the cat price range, But that's okay. Thank you, Mom and Dad. Hopefully you're not watching. What's the cat having? <laughs> what you say? So what's the cat having? Uh, she's having cat wine. So is that cat? There's, there's, uh-huh. there's, there's, All right, we're done with the cat. Literally a thing. Look up cat wine. You can buy it. <laughs> done with the cat. Maz, let, let's get to the more important stuff. All right. Hey, we're excited to have Rob Marciano, another paisan on the show tonight, senior meteorologist of ABC's World News Tonight and the weekend edition of GMA Good Morning America. Now, since joining the network, he has reported on nearly every natural disaster to hit the United States. Marciano has covered tornadoes, hurricanes, floods and blizzards, even erupting volcanoes surrounding towns in Hawaii. Now, before before joining ABC News, Marciano was the co-host of Da, na, 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 na. What's that? Da, da, da. Yeah, what is that, guys? <laughs> it's entertainment tonight. Oh, that right. Right. Which makes perfect sense. Yes, and CNN. So, Rob, welcome. And okay, so yeah, how long were you on uh, on uh, ET? I didn't even make it two years before the weather bug uh, snipped me back. Um, I I've always I, it was a job I couldn't I couldn't say no to. Um, yeah. I was at CNN for 10 years and they were starting to go heavy into the politics and the talking heads and less of the weather and it fell on my lap. So I said, what the heck? Uh, it was it was a wild ride. And then uh, before my deal wasn't even up there, uh, ABC came calling and, and I've always wanted to, to work at ABC. So uh, I begged out and uh, dragged my family across the country again yeah. <laughs> to, uh, to New York. So. That's where that came from. Uh, I'm, I'm happy to answer any of your celebrity questions. Uh, <laughs> so every single natural disaster, just about what's the most memorable out of all of that list? You know, it's funny. Um, the uh, I guess it's the two most memorable are not even weather related. The BP oil spill, uh, because that was so monumental, you know, as a country and, and, a, and a coastline. And it was so drawn out and it's still, you know, affecting our, our, uh, ocean or a Gulf down there. 
and then um, covering uh, volcanoes in in Hawaii, which is you know something I've only seen from afar, and then you know basically chasing lava, um, and then learning about all the different uh, cultures uh, involved with with lava, and uh, it uh, those are the two most memorable. But obviously, the big hurricanes um, and and some of the bigger tornadoes. Uh, and smaller tornado chases are all very, very uh, dear to my heart. It's been, you guys are all weather geeks. You know the, you know mm-hmm. the, you know the drill. I mean, it's. I don't want to say they all blend together, but uh, after after the top three or four, they they do start to uh, start to blend together a little bit. Now, do you go out? I'm I'm okay. gonna ask this. I'm gonna ask this quick uh, because you mentioned it. Um, you said weather geeks, but you talked about the volcano. I'm really curious because of, of all the meteorologists we have in the group, there probably hasn't been a lot of volcano coverage amongst you. So I, I'm curious, what, what, so what are the safety protocols when you go to, to do a live uh, hit from a volcano eruption? Well, um, you get the obligatory email from the bosses to be safe and don't do anything. <laughs> but uh, get right up crazy. to it. <laughs> but get real close. Yeah, get as close as possible. And they're in the control room, and you know, no, it's um, it's honestly, it's a we we hired a fixer out of a Walgreens parking lot, as a matter of fact, um, <laughs> a local guy that uh, said we can get you, I can get you to the lava, and um, so uh, Travis. We'll just say his name is Travis. Um, he basically, you know, knew everybody and, you know, would ask, get us past uh, people's yards by knocking on the door and say, hey, can these guys walk through? And um, and then taking us through the jungle to get to basically the lava front. Um, and then, I mean, honestly, protocols, I mean, just you when your feet start to get hot, go the other way. <laughs> <laughs> when things um, start lighting on fire. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I smoking. over my shoes, and um, and then when it gets when that lava gets close, and it doesn't even have to be that. It, the, the thing I take away from the lava deal is that your hair on your arms and the back of your neck starts to singe way faster than you than you think. You know, wow. only, you know, it's only you know it's twenty feet away, thirty feet away, and and you're feeling that intense two thousand degree heat. It's uh, it's pretty amazing. Um, some flow faster than others, and um, you just got to be quick on your feet. So you said and nowhere, you and they, flow, they flow down. Sorry, they flow down. You know, they follow gravity. So, you know, as long as you're kind of uphill from from the flow, basically, it's, you know, like a, like a river. So that's the number one school of thought. That's the hope. Yeah, right? I'm, I'm the... worried that it's going to, like, explode and, like, rain lava. And that, like, what do you do? Well, if you're up near the crater rim, then that's that's the thing. Um we were more more chasing the flow as it got towards towards towns, so um, that that there you're, you're you're on the front, and there are fissures along that front. Um, but generally speaking, there's not going to be any explosions other than the lava hitting a batch of trees or a bush or some gas and and then popping in front of you there. Um, but I wasn't it wasn't it wasn't that scary. It was it was amazingly intense, but uh, I never felt like you know, like as scared as I felt in, in storms. Do you wear really? something special wow. or just like add hair gel or like, what do you do? 
yeah, hair gel, uh, hair, gel in the hair, and then you know, protective layer of Vaseline everywhere. No, um, um, <laughs> <laughs> that's like, a big job. Kind of like uh, uh, fire, uh, wild, Careful. wildfires. Careful. <laughs> you guys didn't ask me what I was drinking. So, um, mm. what are you drinking? Oh my gosh! I mentioned Phil. before we got started that uh, I had some Indian food that I'm not quite done with. So I was drinking an IPA. Awesome. Mm. The Rebel IPA, but I felt obligated to pour um, a 14-year Belvini Caribbean cast. In honor of, I'm sure the hurricanes we'll talk about. So beer before whiskey, just saying. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Rob, I think I'm, I'm curious, and this is kind of a broader question. I know probably a lot of our viewers have this question too. So, when there is something like a volcano or a hurricane about to happen, is it is it ABC that comes to you and says, Hey, we want you to go to the front lines or, or do you kind of, cause I'm sure with your love of weather, you, you probably want to be there too. Is it a little bit of both or how does that process work? Oh, uh, well, in the, in the very beginning, it was, I didn't have to raise my hand. Um, you know, when you're the, 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 the shiny new toy and this happens to everybody who comes on board <laughs> at ABC, you're, you get abused and, and they want to, they want to play with a shiny new toy for, you know, six months, <laughs> two years. So, and, and no one wants to say no. Uh, because right. you're the new guy. So um, in the beginning, it's they're they're always calling you, and then uh, then when, when after they're done abusing you, they give you a break, and um, and then you can kind of get thrown into the uh, they'll when it's weather related, I get first right of refusal. So if it's a storm that's not that you know doesn't seem that to be that big, they'll they'll call me and say, hey, is this bad enough for you for you to go? You think it's worth it? Um, and then there'll be times where you know, it's, it's maybe not going to be that big of a storm, but I just want to get into it. And I, and it's you know, like my schedule works out to where I want to get into it and then I'll, I'll push for it. Um, but ABC is very big into weather. Uh, they're, they're not shy about going, going to the front. Um, they're not shy about pre-positioning, be it any storm, including tornadoes. We'll pre-position three or four teams on a, on a moderate to high risk day just to catch damage. Uh, mm -hmm. And then, you know, as far as chasing goes, Ginger and I are really the only ones who uh, will actually go chase. Um, everyone else just kind of holds up until something happens. So uh, God bless ABC. I mean, I, I, it's so much fun to work for them. I didn't think growing up, you know, watching Peter Jennings that yeah, mm -hmm. there, there'd be a need for a meteorologist at the <laughs> network level. I never thought <laughs> as a meteorologist that would be on network television. But here we are. And uh I'm grateful for it. It's been it's been awesome. We're just kind of kind of riding the wave. So, um, if for something like Laura, how early do you go out and get ready? So, Laura, you know, kind of got itself together relatively quickly. You know, um, the, the the Laura thing was interesting in that we had Marco to deal with too. Mm -hmm. So, this was a rare occasion where I I really pushed back on on them sending me down to go pre-position for Marco and then, and then they moved to wherever Laura was. And, um, for slightly selfish reasons, I, I said, you know what, let's just wait a day. We're not quite sure where this is going. Um, and basically I haven't seen my kids in two weeks. So, mm -hmm. um, and then sure enough, later that day, like Marco goes from kind of slowly drifting its way into Corpus Christi to beelining it to New Orleans a, a day early. 
And so I had to scramble, call my boss, plead, you know, apologize and like <laughs> get on a plane and get there. So to answer your question, if it's a, if it's a, a, a Cape Verde storm, like Florence was, we were there for six days before oh, melee. Six days. Wow. I mean, that's a lot of pregame. It's a lot yeah. of, it's a yeah. lot of, it's a lot of, <laughs> hey, the water's going to be over my head. Um, it's a lot of, yeah, a lot of drone shots and a lot of making of television. Um, and you try to do it as, as informative and, and then visually captivating as possible, which can be a challenge sometimes. So and what's you know, your downtime like then if you've got six days out there and you're like, yeah, everything, and then you're like, we're going to the bars over here. Well, yeah. I wish <laughs> that way. Unfortunately, when it's, when it's like that, that's what takes the most amount of work to make television. So, um, yeah. It's like the guys, these guys at ESPN the past six months, I feel so bad for them. They've had to work 10 times harder than they've ever had um, to make some television out of nothing. Um, and similarly, you know, especially if it's way out there, way, way, way out there, and and there's not even preps going on. I mean, you got to get really creative as far as uh, how you do a, a prep piece. So basically, GM, Good Morning America airs at 7 a.m., and then, uh, so you're on there from seven to nine, you might have some digital um, obligations. So you're not cleared until 9.30 or 10. Um, and then and then you have to file for World for world News tonight, which is, you know, at 6.30. So however you want to manage your day to get another piece done for, for World News, um, and in my case, and or a forecast, uh, you, you go about that. So if you have to run around and shoot a piece, you may have to, you know, drive somewhere. You may have to go drive three hours to get on a helicopter to fly 20 minutes back to where you were, you know, just to get a, a chopper live shot in. Um, it, it really depends, but in an ideal world, you get a couple of hours downtime just to recharge. Um, uh, hopefully if, if your hotel is anywhere close before you start up for, so it's a bit of a hamster wheel, morning news, evening news. When I worked at CNN, it was more of a larger chunk, you know, 10 out, eight, 10 hours, and then you're sort of done. Whereas this is kind of a double, a double shift kind of deal. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's the way all most network uh, correspondents work. So Rob, I have to ask you, have you ever been on a hurricane hunter mission? Have you ever been given that opportunity to do that? And I know you've covered just every type of weather. Um, and then some, what is the most memorable hurricane? Um, that you've covered that was just like, wow, like I just, the devastation, I just can't believe that. Okay. Um, well, to answer the first question on being on a hurricane hunter mission, I, I have been on training missions. I've been on one P3 uh, mission into a Pacific storm, but I've okay. never been on a hurricane hunter mission into the eye of a hurricane. Um, and that's because... By the time it's it's either way out there, you know, at, at, in the lesser Antilles somewhere, where it takes two days just to get to it, um, or it's it's getting closer, and they don't want you wasting uh, twelve hours to come back with the same picture that people always get of yeah. you know, the, the the med officer dropping the drops on, and you know some shaky things out the window. It's it's that's hard to make television out of. As important as that mission is to all that we do and all that we prepare for and all the decisions that that governments have to make, as important as that uh, is, it's it's difficult to make 
television out of it and it takes so much time to do it. Mm -hmm. So it's the time constraints that have, have limited um, most of us from, from going onto those, uh, onto those missions. As far as the most memorable uh, hurricanes, I mean, they're like my children, you know, I don't have, um, they all, they all have their different personalities. Um, Katrina is mm -hmm. Katrina, obviously. Um, I think that Rita was probably the most memorable as far as an ex experience and something that I was like, we were in a dicey spot. And so I always like to have a backup position. Obviously I always like to have a fallback position. I, I wasn't comfortable. I was sharing a truck with another CNN anchor who had a little more power than me. So uh, that person didn't want to move. And so we were a little exposed and uh, when it started getting dicey, I called it and, and my team, we had a scramble to a, um, a utility company building. It was a brick building where they were opening the doors for basically anybody who needed last, last minute shelter. And just getting to that part, getting to there, getting out of the car and trying to get to the door, the wind, I, I'm pretty sure there was a tornado embedded because we were in the eye wall at that point, just getting, trying to get to the door were being blown across the parking lot. My producer is this, was this a fantastic, um, but small, um, you know, all of 120, 30 pounds, maybe, um, female producer that literally was, got blown across the parking lot. Wow. And so I had to go, go struggle to get her, grab her by the scruff of the neck or the back of her hood of her jacket and drag her across the parking lot and, and into, into this wow. building. So that was a scary, uh, experience. And, um, it was something I feared was going to happen and it did. And, uh, I try not to put, I, I, I'm more, I'm much more forceful now as far as not backing down when, when I know where I need to be, uh, to keep my team safe. Cause I don't want, you know, if I, if, if a regular reporter gets hurt or an anchors with a, a crew and someone in the crew gets hurt. No big deal. Well, it's honestly it's not, not a big deal, but if, if, if I get hurt or someone on my team gets hurt as a meteorologist, yeah, that's some serious egg in your face. You're never going right. to hear the end of that. Yeah, you won't. Yeah. So it'll like, go I viral. Want, I don't want my epitaph to read that, you know, weatherman dies of stupidity in a storm. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So I think about that all the time. And I, I it's a, it's a, it's a, an anxious thing that uh, I, I'm concerned about the, the team's well-being. So I'm a little bit more uh, chicken in that regard, but, I, you know, safety first, right? Um, so as, far as, as far as the most intense uh, damage I've ever seen, as far as tree damage, Maria in, um, in Puerto Rico, it looked like an, an atom bomb went off. Thousands, if not millions of trees completely blown, blown away. And then honestly, um, I've never seen wind damage through a city like I saw in Lake Charles. Uh, with, no. with and Rob, um, that leads me to this question about Lake Charles, because I was looking at your Twitter and was that your first place you were on air was Lake Charles? Yeah, more or less my first full-time full job. Um, yeah, so it's a special place to me. Um, if you guys who have worked in television, you go to the, the starter market, at least you used to before YouTube. Um, and um, it's like going to college again, you know, you're thrown into a 
a station with a bunch of other young kids, mostly, and a couple of other uh, locals that guide you and teach you. And you don't make any money, and you you know you 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 work your tail off, and you learn the business. Uh, but have most a lot of people have horror stories about their first markets. And even though I was nervous about going into the South as a Yankee, <laughs> um, <laughs> South Louisiana is like is not the South. It's so special. The people are so amazing. Uh, the Cajun and Creole cultures uh, are so welcoming. So I've made, I made lifelong friends there. I didn't really, I, I waited, I spent three years there, which is longer than most people spend in their starter markets and um, had a great time. So it, it really was tough to go down there and, and see the place get torn up like, like it did. And there's still, I mean, I'm, I'm talking to people nearly every day since. Um, and the station you worked at was. Yeah, I was going to say, was that WAFB? I was w- KPLC. Okay. Seven, uh, channel seven, seven at your service. Transmission tower of KPLC, right? The, yeah, the transmission tower, which is right over top of the the station, which is something you don't really see very often, um, was cut in half, and the top of the tower came right down into the studio. Oh wow! Gosh. Oh man! So that was surreal to, to 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 go back there and walk back there and see that um, they had evacuated. Oh, Thank good. It so was there, yeah, but. Um, um, you know, they don't have it. They don't have a tower. I actually, I don't know how I got to call them tomorrow and see how they're broadcasting and where they're broadcasting from national Air service. Uh, we went up there the day before the day it was coming in and the, uh, office that I'd called, called the national weather service office and I guess some guy in Brownsville picks up I don't, and I ask him, I'm asking questions about surge and trying to get to tell them who I am, like trying to get some inside track on. On what's going on with the storm, where I should be, he said. Well, he said, well, honestly, I, I'm in Brownsville, Lake Charles. Jeez. Oh, Lake Charles just passed everything off to us. I'm like, oh, really? Oh, oh. my god, uh, that's that's scary when you hear that. Yeah, <laughs> that is when they leave. <laughs> yeah, he's like, what are they doing? Uh, and he was a young guy. He's like, didn't want to say the right wrong thing, so he puts me on hold. And he comes back <laughs> and he says, uh, um, they are preparing for the possibility to evacuate. So they passed oh. all off operations. I'm like, hmm, okay. So we dri- we're, we're driving south of town to go see, uh, catch uh, uh, somebody down south of the airport. So we're kind of driving past the airport. I say, let's turn in there and see what's up. And they're all poured out there. We're, I'm knocking on the door. Ain't nobody there. Uh-huh. They, they, they weren't preparing for the possibility. They were gone. They were gone. Um, oh, and that, that tells you something. And then the next day, the Doppler radar is right over top of their uh, building. That dome was completely ripped apart. Wow. Um, and that's not from debris, probably, you know, that's from right. 130 and 150 mile an hour winds, yeah. Yeah. which is yeah. pretty amazing. I think those are, I mean, those, those are rated usually to what, 100, 115 or 120 miles an hour. So that's pretty insane. They got rid Yeah. Of I mean, I made the bold prediction. One of my guys, my crew said, Hey, well, what's going to happen to that? I'm like, ah, like, it's going to be fine. It's round. And you know, it's, you know, anybody thought that. Well, Hey, I'm, I'm I'm uh, I'm gonna jump in. I, I I wanted to share with you guys as we were talking about Laura. If you haven't seen uh, the tornado trackers, have done a actually a short documentary as they were in Lake Charles and they filmed uh, their entire stay there and during uh, the hit uh, while they were in the eye wall and after. Yeah, uh, it's a great documentary. If you just go to YouTube.com 
slash tornado trackers and look for their documentary uh, uh, from Lake Charles of Hurricane Laura. And it's it's amazing uh, what, what you'll see there. But um, we're going to go ahead. This is a great time to take a break. Uh, let's go ahead and order another drink. Uh, I think the boys and girls room is open for any of you that might need that. And uh, we'll get, we're going to be right back uh, with some more from Rob and Woo-hoo. our lightning round. So stay Woo. tuned. Hey, welcome to Tracker Chat. This is the Tornado Trackers. My name is Jeremy Heyman, and I am joined by the great Gabe Cox and Jeff Mangum. How's it going, guys? Going great. Fantastic. Awesome. Well, this week we want to chat a little bit about uh, weather models, forecasting models uh, for beginners, for the folks who are looking to head out and spot some supercells and and other weather events. Gabe, uh, you have always been our resident forecaster. Um, I believe you've been studying forecast models uh, on an amateur level since you were about five. And so we would love to hear from you on... Uh, what do you? What kind of models do you like to use? What kind of websites do you go to, um, et cetera, et cetera? So, uh, Gabe Cox, take it away on Model Talk. All right. So here is my disclaimer: I am not a meteorologist. That is not what I went to school for. So the fact that we get anywhere near a storm should give everyone hope that they can one day forecast as well. Forecasting is one of my favorite things to be frustrated with because uh, it's easy to see something on a model and want to take it for the gospel truth, but we have to always remember that the models are simply a guide and they need human interpretation. So, you know, when you're looking at uh, the HER, the HRRR, for example, the day of and you see a nice big cell in your target area, it's very tempting to want to just go sit there because, well, the Hirsch said there's going to be a cell there. Um, but you need to to be sure to look at all of the ingredients and where they overlay. And then, you know, day of, we're looking at um, surface observations and satellite imagery. Um, so one of my favorite websites for forecast models is Pivotal Weather that has access to GFS, the Euro, um, those are the long-range models, and then you have uh, the NAM. Gabe, could you just briefly, for a total noob uh, who wants to maybe get into to forecasting, could you just explain a little bit kind of the difference between long-range model, medium-range model, and then the, the short-range model? Sure. Uh, the long-range models, like the GFS and the Euro, are really great at forecasting the overall big-scale weather patterns especially looking down the road several days ahead. And then once it starts getting to within a day or two of an event, um, that's when I start to switch to the NAM. Um, It starts to provide some more detailed information about ingredients that are coming together. And then the day of uh, bouncing between the NAM 3K, which is just a higher res NAM, um, and the HER, the H-R-R-R. And those are both convection allowing models um and what that means is it'll show you simulated radar awesome how do you use uh models while you're actually on the road the day of um let's say there's forecast tornadoes uh for the evening um when i wake up the first thing i look at is 
the HRRR and the NAM 3K, um, as well as cross-checking my forecasting with the Storm Prediction Center's convective outlooks. So morning of checking the HRRR, and then it's it's a matter of finding the place where the necessary ingredients overlay with other necessary ingredients. So, you know, if you're going to look for good dew points, you have to make sure that it has good shear in the same area that there are good dew points. Um, and a lot of this information, um, you know, we could talk for hours about how all the ingredients affect each other. All that information is conveniently located on the National Weather Service websites. They have some educational resources and the Storm Prediction Center also has video lectures about severe thunderstorm forecasting. Those are the resources I used a lot when I was learning how to do this and still reference. So with any of these models, you're able to click on an area on a map to get a forecast sounding. Um, and that is a little more technical display of information, but you'll get all of the necessary information to make accurate forecasts and to figure out where your target area is going to be. Well, great. Thanks for uh, some some great wisdom on using publicly available weather models on places like Pivotal Weather, the SPC, and the the NWS. A lot of acronyms there. Great, guys. Um, well, thank you so much for your time. This has been Tracker Chat, and we have been the Tornado Trackers. You can find us everywhere on social media at Tornado Trackers and our website, tornadotrackers.org. Thanks so much, and we will hear from you next time. Hey, welcome back, everybody. So uh, we've got ABC News senior meteorologist Rob Marciano rocking with us right now. And, and so I'm, I'm going to steer things a little differently, Rob, and, and I'm going to jump back to your good old uh, Entertainment Tonight days. There we go. Uh, be, you know, because we, we claim, and this is, we, this is self, I mean, nobody has told us this, we, we self-claim ourselves as the most entertaining weather <laughs> podcast. And so it's only fitting that we have a meteorologist on the show that was also on entertainment tonight. So, so here's the thing. I I think that's an interesting uh, jump from meteorologist on TV to entertainment tonight on TV back to TV meteorologist. And and I love that passion that you're like, you know, dude, I just, I want to get back to weather and, and back to ABC. But, um, because we might be short on time, maybe the more interesting question is to say, I, I'm really curious of all the interviews that you've done from the entertainment industry. What was the one that you walked away from and said, holy, f- I mean, what the <laughs> hell just happened? Because I'd have to imagine that there were a ton of those, but I want to know the most interesting one. Um, well, I can't remember the, the words that were exchanged. Uh, well, okay, Mel Gibson. Um, oh, he, he almost oh, he, yeah. he almost punched me in the face. What? Uh, no way! And deservedly so, quite honestly. I, uh, they flew me over to Bulgaria um, because he was going to be in Expendables three with Sly Stallone. It was kind of one of his big comebacks after you know being kind of in obscurity for a little bit. Um, and so that was the big get for ET. I got, I talked to Sly 
and then uh, Sly and, and Mel, and then um, I there's when when you work at those entertainment shows, there are certain questions that that they want you to ask, and if you come home without asking them, you you're know, in trouble. you're in trouble. And a lot of times, those are the same questions that the publicist does not want you to ask, uh, who represents the the star. That sounds so, about right. So. Um, it's always, I do enjoy the game of trying to get to that spot to where I'm not really asking the question, but they're giving me the answer. Uh, and I, and that was one of the things that I loved about ET doing the sit down interviews with those big stars where you're trying to get something about this relationship or this sibling or this child. Um, but you're not supposed to talk about it, but you kind of manipulate them to that, to that thing. Um, and then they open up to you and you, you look at the public, it's like, I mean, she's, I didn't, you know, I didn't ask the question. Um, but with Mel, it was tougher. And um, I basically knew they flew me to all the way to Bulgaria. I'm not, I got to ask the question. And it was about his daughter. And um, you could see this, he, this, this look on his face, but he kept his cool and he finished the interview. He wasn't very, you know, wasn't great interview stuff after that. And then uh, we broke it off and I continued with, with Sylvester and I went to go find Mel after that. And it was pitch black dark out. It was late at night. Um, they're still shooting, but I'm trying to go find Mel to apologize. And as I'm doing that, he comes out of nowhere, like out of the darkness and into my face by himself. And he said, and he, and he said, don't you ever ask me about my family again? And like, like I thought for Jesus. sure. I, oh boy. But if you look, he didn't hit me. You know, um, you just, like, I would be, yeah. I would act the same way. Yeah. And so it's very protective. I don't yeah. fault. I don't fault that at action at all. He didn't get physical with me. He, he said what he said. He deserved to say it to me, and I felt bad about it. And uh, I'm yeah. just thankful I didn't get punched in the nose. <laughs> Did he have that yeah, like gray part looking? Yeah, eyes? there <laughs> was easy. <laughs> I'm sorry, I had to do it. Uh, but it was it was a great ride, and um, and to, to, basically I took the job, which I couldn't say no to. But then it dawned on me. On top of taking this amazing institution institution of a anchor seat, um, if I learn the chops of an entertainment reporter, maybe one day I'll get to be on the most entertaining entertaining weather podcast. Rick Reichmuth and 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 Jen, my some of my good friends uh, are. I'm one thirteen. And I and yeah. I made the sacrifice of going away from weather for two years to go to become an entertainment reporter and whatever I'm past <laughs> now I, I I know to set my expectations low and um, I'm, okay. I'm okay with it well, guys. It's, it's I'm honored to be here. Next week is Gibson, so I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Save that clip, Bill. <laughs> Save that clip. Um, so I have to know, Rob, as a scientist, what is your favorite type of weather or the weather that fascinates you the most? Uh, I mean, I the, the weather that puts me in awe the most are tornadoes, of course. Um, but I'm a Northeast kid, so snowstorms got me into weather. Like it's so many kids who grow up around there. I watched every weather caster on every channel that we had to offer um, because I was fascinated by it. And I was a lazy kid and didn't want to do my homework if it was going to snow. Um, and so snow is, is something I love to cover uh, as well, because power rarely goes out. You don't get sweaty. You don't get dirty. You get cold. Sure. Um, mm -hmm. 
you know, it's not as life threatening as a flood or, or a tornado, you know, people can avoid getting hurt in a snowstorm if they just stay home. And then there's a kid, there's a kid in everybody that you see on the street when you're in a snowstorm, you know, they're a little bit excited about it, you know, maybe yeah, it's a snow day here. Sure. So it's, it's a more fun event to cover. Um, and, and then chasing tornadoes is just, you know, the elusive tornado. It's just, you know, you just, batting average is down there around a hundred. I mean, you know, it's so hard to catch them. Um, and to do that within a television schedule, because you got to be on world news right during prime chasing time. So that always throws a wrench into things. Uh, but you guys have seen them. I mean, there's, there's nothing more awe inspiring than seeing a, a mm-hmm. tornado come out of the sky and to see all those dynamics come together, mm-hmm. you know, in the atmosphere too, is just still so flipping cool and fascinating. So Rob, did you ever, biggest... Oh, go ahead. Oh, you, Jen, please go right ahead. Uh, no. go ahead. I was just going to say, what's the biggest tornado you've ever seen or the most intense? Um, I saw an EF2. So that's, that's my own claim to fame. I've only seen a handful um, of tornadoes, uh, let alone an EF3 or four or five. I mean, I had a lot of friends and, you know, you probably know them and um, the weather channel that, uh, you know, got caught up in that, in the Reno tornado. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can't even imagine what that was like, yeah. my goodness. Um, so, you know, this part, I'm thankful that I, that I didn't have that experience, but I'm also kind of pissed that I didn't have that experience. <laughs> it's, it's a double-edged sword. You want to be in the biggest one, um, but the biggest ones are, 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 are dangerous. So you, you kind of got to give what mother nature gives you. Take it at least. Yeah. Rob, I am so sorry. I, I apologize. I'm getting more relatives texting me and it's kind of like a Gibson thing. Boxers or briefs. And I'm pretty sure they're not asking me. <laughs> Is it the lightning round or? Well, I mean, honestly, right now, uh, nothing. So wow, that's, that's too much. That's the beauty of, <laughs> yeah. of the shoulder up shot. Yeah. Got relatives coming out of the woodwork tonight. What the heck? No wonder you're in the center, but at least on my screen, you're in the center. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Squares. Yeah. Yeah. Paul Lynn was an idol of mine, yeah. So Rob, why how come we never got you to the weather channel? I know. Jim, you know, I, I would have loved to come to the Weather Channel. And uh, I wish I'd, if my, my career path has never took me there. Um, yeah. You know, I've talked to your people over there uh, a few times and the, the situation never seemed right. I wish I'd just done it early in my career, like, you know, so many, so many have done. Because what an amazing, tra- uh, you know, proving grounds and training grounds with all those brilliant minds um, to be able to learn from. Mm-hmm. So there is definitely part of me that wishes I, I worked at the Weather Channel. Um, and it, But now that I'm older and lazier, I see how hard you guys work. And now I'm happy. <laughs> <laughs> Eight hour shifts. Is like, yeah. wow. A lot of talking. Yeah, a lot of talking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it would have been great to have you there. Thank yeah, you. I just, I, just uh, I, I always wondered. Yeah. What is it? Phil, you're muted. <laughs> Yeah, I'm muted. So, hey, lightning can strike twice, just so you're aware. So, hey, it is time. Uh, It's time for the lightning round. So this is our game show of flashy and brilliant questions uh, that we always play with our guest. And tonight's no different. We invite you to play along with us. uh, But tonight's uh, show, we're going to call this 
I don't have a name for it, but we're going to call it, um, Rob, you've got a couple kids and you work for ABC, so I assume you've been to Walt <laughs> Disney World. So I know it's a long name, uh, okay. but that's what we're going to call this. And so here, here's the deal. I've got a few questions that involve Walt Disney World, the actual theme park. Now, have you been yeah, there? I work for Mickey Mouse. Of course I've been to the, the Motherland. <laughs> uh, just, I, I assume, but I'm double checking it. And, and I'm assuming our, our uh, freaks have been there as nope. well. Yeah. Some of them have been there. I mean, it's, it's, All right. it's flat out un-American not to go to Disney World. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> that's probably true. So, so here's the deal. So I've got some questions regarding Walt Disney World. Okay. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and ask these. And, and I'm... Uh, I'm not going to give you this, so it's not multiple choice to begin with. And if you can name the answer, you can name the answer. If you don't get it correct, I'm just going to go to our freaks, and they can try and guess what it might be. And if they can't figure it out, then I'll go back to you, and I'll give you multiple choice. Okay. Does that sound good? I, I thrive on multiple choice. <laughs> That's always good. See, always, always good. <laughs> all, right, so, all right, so here we go. We'll, we'll start this off. So question number one about Walt Disney World, Rob. A flying pirate ship is the mode of transportation for what Magic Kingdom ride? A flying pirate ship. Oh, my goodness. Um, <laughs> Captain Hook's Carousel? Um, no. Uh, Caribbean Showcase? Uh, yeah. Nope. That, that, is, in, that is incorrect. Uh, freaks, I'll quick ask you guys. Anybody know uh, what what the uh, flying pirate ship? Pirates of the pirate Caribbean? Caribbean. Captain Morgan? That's what I would think. Captain Morgan. <laughs> That's not it. All right, Rob, I'm coming back to you. Multiple choice. Okay, here we go. Is the flying pirate ship from Haunted Mansion, Peter Pan's Flight, Mickey's Philharmonic, or Pirates of the Caribbean, which we already nixed? Yeah, Peter, Peter Pan's yeah. That is correct. All right, you get like a hundred. Yeah. I'll give you a hundred yeah. points for that. Need more alcohol to say that. All right, so here we go. A little, a little purple dragon. A little purple dragon presides over what Epcot attraction, Rob? Oh my goodness! Uh, purple dragon in Epcot. Puff the magic dragon. <laughs> <laughs> Good. All right, freaks, freaks. Do you know what attraction that is? In imagination, something or another. Um, How to train your dragon? Now it's Barney. Okay. All right, I'm not going to give it to you. All right, multiple choice. Back to Rob. Is it Maelstrom, which is, that's a good weather one, uh, Mission Space, Test Track, or Journey into Imagination? Oh, uh, Journey into Imagination. That is correct. Oh, yeah. 100 points. 200 when points. in doubt, if the word imagine is in the question. Uh -huh. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. All right, next one. By what name is the chili treat sold at Aloha Isle in Adventureland commonly known? The chili treat? Chili yeah. treat in Aloha Isle. Like cold chili. Oh, cold chili. Not like chili. Like, yeah, like, like chili drink. Skyline. Not, not like, oh. yeah, not like spicy all right, yeah, moving on to the freaks. Freaks, what what do you think? Wait, what, what was the question? Uh, by what name is the chili treat sold at Aloha Isle in Adventureland commonly known as? Is it like a blizzard? I think Phil's messing with us. Daiquiri. I don't know where he gets the Daiquiri. All right, incorrect. Rob, back to you. Multiple choice. Is it the Dole Float, the Pineapple Float, the Pineapple Whip, or the Dole Whip? 
Oh, Dole. Oh, Dole. It's got to be sponsored, right? Exactly. The Dole, the Dole, the Dole, Dole Whip. Correct, the Dole Whip. Another 100 points. All right. You're you're on a roll. Boma. Boma, B-O-M-A. Boma is a buffet restaurant at what resort? Boma is a buffet uh, restaurant at what resort? My goodness. Um... Yeah, All right, you're not going to get this. <laughs> you don't know this. What, what, what was your wow. answer? Jungle yeah. play. Okay, nope. All right, freaks. I have no idea. The animal one. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty fast on that buzzer. Yeah, yeah this, this is a hard. Here, here's what I'm going to do. Just because Rob's, Rob's uh, ripping it up right now, I'm going to give this to the freaks. It's Disney's <laughs> Animal Kingdom Lodge. Okay, Animal Kingdom. Oh, we said that. I'm gonna, MJ, MJ the said animal the animal place. one. We know Phil. It's just going to be. Three points to dollar ratio, Phil. All right, 100, 100 points to the freaks. All right, Rob, Casey's Corner in the Magic Kingdom is famous for what classic food at Casey's Corner? Barbecue. Yeah. Yes, barbecued. Uh, oh, uh, the uh, turkey legs. Incorrect, freaks. Yeah. Dang. Okay, Kim, weren't you? Casey's Corner. What? What? Uh, classic food? Chocolate fountain, maybe. My right. kids like chocolate fudge. Incorrect. All right, multiple choice. Rob, is it snow cones, hamburgers, funnel cakes, or hot dogs? Oh my God. Casey's Corner. Uh, Main Street, USA. I think. Yeah. Okay, we'll go with hamburgers. As incorrect, hot dogs. Nobody gets any points. <laughs> All right. Moving ahead. What what ride is found inside Epcot's giant golf ball? What ride is inside oh, Epcot's giant the, golf ball? Uh, Rob. Yeah. Rob. That's uh, the Space Mountain sister ride. Um, sister Mountain. Yeah. Yep. No, that's not correct. Uh, freaks. <laughs> I don't know. Is it, no idea. Is it the world? Like, um, uh, what's the, it called? Uh, um, it's what, what, nope, it's not called that, no. Jen. Uh, so, Rob, multiple choice. The giant golf ball at Epcot is the ride called Test Track, Mission Space, Journey into Imagination, or Spaceship Earth. See, oh, oh, here's one thing. Here's one time I would oh. say go away from imagination. I almost want to say uh, mission space. That was already yeah. good. Mission space. Yeah. yeah. I like mission it. space. Uh, that is incorrect. Ah. It is spaceship Earth. Spaceship Earth. Oh, yeah. Earth uh, Nobody's going to want to go to Disney after. All right, this. two more. <laughs> we got two more, Rob. Here we go. go on the it. resort monorail. So, Walt Disney World on the resort monorail route. What is the stop that comes after Contemporary Resort? What's the next stop? Oh, oh okay. Uh, well, that's, uh, that's that's Magic Kingdom. Incorrect, freaks. What is what is what? the next stop after the Contemporary Resort on the monorail? I have no idea. Which way you're going? Which direction? The parking lot. Yeah. 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 Baggage claim. That's where we're going with that. We're going with that. Uh, it is the transportation and ticket center. So freaks, you got another hundred points. Wow. Um, so uh, so Rob, Rob's got three hundred. Freaks have two hundred. This uh, this is for five hundred points. The last one. Uh, whoops. On what Magic Kingdom attraction will you hear an announcement, Rob? 
for you'll hear an announcement for Mr. Tom Morrow. What's the Magic Kingdom attraction that you'll hear an announcement for Mr. Tom Morrow? Uh, haunted house. Huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. no idea. Yeah. All right, freaks. Didn't he work at the Weather Channel? It's got to be like a future thing. <laughs> Jeff Morrow did. Jeff Morrow, yeah, Jeff Morrow. Yeah. I think a Tom Moore, too, that worked at the Weather Channel. Tom Moore, yeah. Tom Moore, yeah. Yeah. Tom Moore. Yeah. Oh. Tom Moore. He just retired, right? Yeah. All right. Anybody got any? All right. So, Rob, back to you. This is for for all the money. Uh, Multiple choice. Is it Buzz Lightyear's Space Ranger Spin, Splash Mountain, Haunted Mansion, or Tomorrowland Transit Authority? Mr. Tom Morrow. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Buzz Lightyear. That is incorrect. Ah, it, it is Tomorrowland Transit we Authority, win? Mr. Tom Morrow. No, no nobody won, got so. points, no. so nobody Rob points still won. Rob wins. What? Yeah, he had 300 yeah. points. Tom Morrow? Wow. Oh, 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 I Googled that and I couldn't find it. So. I Googled it, cheater. All right, <laughs> Rob. Uh, Rob, you've been great, man. Thanks for joining us. But Thank tell you. us, how, how can our listeners uh, find you on social media? Oh, um, on the Twitter, I am at Rob Marciano. And on the Insta, I'm at Robert. I'm more formal on Instagram. At Robert Marciano. Please give a follow and say hi. Yeah. Robert. Wow. So you were second to the Rob Marciano. Yeah, some dude in Brazil refuses to give it up. (laughs) (laughs) At Bachelor Rob, right, Rob? All right, good. Well, hey, I I, uh, I think it's time to take our final break. We're going to be right back with our hashtag weatherfools. And our new potty mouth forecast with Jim Cantori. Uh, So stay tuned, everybody. We'll be right back. This is Gabe Cox of the Tornado Trackers live from the eye wall of Hurricane Laura. And you are listening to the Stormfront Group Podcast. Take a drive under the moon. Let's take a drive under the somber sky. Let's take a drive under the moon tonight. Welcome back, guys. I'm not really sure uh, who that band was. Just kidding. That was The Who. Uh, a little bit beyond my generation, but that's okay. I know good music when I see it, and The Who is good music. They but make a good back. song. It is a good Next song, yeah. Welcome back, guys. My generation. It is your generation, Phil. It is your generation, but it's still good. Still good. <laughs> Welcome back, guys. We are going to do everyone's favorite segment, Weather Fools. Now, for those that are new to the show, Weather Fools is essentially us as the freaks. We're going out on Twitter. We're going out on Facebook. We're going out on MySpace. If anyone still uses that anymore, Phil, maybe you still use that. Yeah, that's your generation kind of thing. Anyway, we're going to be looking for videos, social media posts, anything where someone does something stupid or not so smart, and it deals with weather. So, guys, I know we have a couple of us that have weather fools tonight. Phil, why don't you go ahead? I think you have two weather fools. Why don't you go ahead and start? Yeah, I've, I've, I've got a couple. usually locked and loaded. I, I, I usually do. I'm, I, I'm never short. I'll, I'll tell you what. I'll be honest with you. I've got two because we, we haven't done a weather fools segment for 
at least an episode or two. Maybe it's just been one episode, but because we're bi-weekly, I mean, that's been a month. So I'm, I'm actually going back a little bit to pull these two and I've got other ones that are still saved up. So, so don't, don't worry about me. I've, I've got plenty of weather fools. And the first one I'm going to share with you comes from the Kansas city Royals. Oh. And, and you guys know baseball's been playing, right? They've got their, uh, their season going with, with cardboard cutouts in the stands and all that good stuff during COVID. And this was uh, a tweet actually from the Kansas City Royals uh, Twitter account with this huge lightning bolt in the outfield that you can see in the outfield. And, of course, everyone's still playing baseball. And we've talked about this. We've had Mace Michaels from the Minnesota Twins on on the show in the past and we've talked about the fact that, you know, Major League Baseball has got to be the worst when it comes to weather safety, mm-hmm. um, that there would be a lightning strike like that right in the background that close, and they're still playing ball, mm-hmm. right? There's the, the umpires, because once the game starts, it's up to the umpires to call the game for weather, right? That once the game starts, there's no other, nobody else is really involved in that decision. And so you have umpires, Kim, and yeah. Dina and, and Maz and non-meteorologists that are making the decision to, uh, should we Sounds still keep right. playing or not? Yeah. yeah. And so how ridiculous is this, that there's a lightning strike that close and they're still like, yeah, let's just keep playing. But okay. Phil, they have their apps and on their app, they only had a 10% chance of rain. So yeah. it's okay. <laughs> Depends on which app they're looking at. Exactly. Yeah, watch it there, if you're looking buddy. at the weather channel, then you're good. If not, <laughs> yes. We'll keep it safe. All right. Then the second one I've got, this comes uh, from one of our past guests and and a listener and a good friend of ours. Uh, This is from Michael weather going wild. Uh, But he was, uh, he was at Laura. He was at a cat Four hurricane. Uh, He was down there in Lake Charles. And anyway, this is video of a quote unquote storm chaser that uh, during this uh, Lake Charles, and this was by the, I think the chase, um, oh, building well, that, that had collapsed. all the windows knocked out. You can yeah. see some of the windows are already knocked out. And there was a person just kind of running around outside by the building while while this was happening. And uh, they finally brought the guy in and said, dude, you can't be out there. You got to come back in. But uh, he was just kind of hanging out. Said, Look at me, dude. Yeah, I'm in a freaking hurricane. And, oh, my and, God. and this is when all this glass is blowing out of the building. So... Mm-mm-mm. Just uh, total hashtag weather fool right there. Oh, yeah. Was he yeah. drinking the same yeah. drink you were drinking? Uh, he might have been. <laughs> you know, and I, I wouldn't blame him if he was, but uh, I certainly do blame him for uh, being out during that time period. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. If he, if he turns out to be a meteorologist, I mean, that does so much more damage to the field in general because people look at that and be like, well, wait a second, you made me evacuate. And then you have this, you know, yeah. Yahoo who's out, you know, in worse conditions right. and like, People, people like take that and they're like, well, I could have stayed, you know, and then next time they might not heed the advice. So it's, yeah. it's a yeah. double-edged sword. I think one double standard. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. You have to be very careful about it. We have to be responsible as, as meteorologists. So, all right. Well, uh, Dina, I think you got a weather fool. Who is your weather fool today? Okay. So anything that starts off with hold my beer is always <laughs> good. Yeah. Okay. This is one of the funniest things ever. You've got to watch this. This is hold my beer while I drive through this puddle. Watch this. Looks good. Looks good. And boom. 
It's like a sinkhole. Did he go into a sinkhole or what is it? It looked like he got out. Luckily, he got out. Oh my god! The whole truck's going under. And I'm like, oh my god! I'm wondering if he could just—he's far enough, like he could almost just jump for it. But never know what's under the water. The other guy's yelling, "You can't park there!" Right? Oh my yes, he threw his stuff. But I'm like, oh my God. Wait, let me back that up because you gotta see it again. That is just the most insane thing ever. It's like you guys the front gotta part watch of his this. pickup cab separated. It did. Yeah, it it's separated. separated from the rest of the uh Jeez. frame. Oh my god. Yeah. That that's the most oh insane thing I've seen. Wow. Well, that, I mean that, that should that that should be a lesson to anyone. I mean that to to me that looked like a puddle, right? It looks yeah. like it did not look bad at all. It was maybe ten to twenty feet wide. Yeah. So it, but still, you just you just don't know. You just have to heed the advice and do not. You don't see the lines it. on the road. It's too deep. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> For sure. Well, well, Dina, I'll, I'll head to me because I think mine is is uh, is relate. It, it relates a little bit to uh, to that flood water piece. Uh, can everyone see my screen? Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. Oh, so no. this, this was uh, you might have seen this on the Stormfront Freaks Twitter account, um, but this was uh, this was tweeted out by a fellow named Ben Lantham, um, who captured here a flood party near the OU campus in Norman, Oklahoma. So you can kind of guess what this is. Flood be. party. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Are we on the street. You you can see like <laughs> there's a there's a jeep with with a, a tube in the back and it's taking these girls along and then now a shot cuts to them. For some reason, starting to army crawl through about three or two to three oh, feet of water. Oh, ladies. Gross in the water. Second of all, why is that fun? Army crawling in general is not fun. Third They're of all, like, you don't know how deep that is. You don't know where that water's been. And and you hear so many stories of, you know, kids playing in the water yeah. or people playing in the water, getting sucked down manholes, or you just don't know what's in that water. One word, poop. Yeah, oh, look at that. Yeah. 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 It's, I bet I mean, you ten bucks a guy is 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 um, videotaping all those girls in the wet t-shirts. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. I know how to get them out of there though. <laughs> Yell snake! I bet they're gone. Yeah. It's just, it's just insane. People, you know, it, people need to. It looks fun, right? But you just you just don't know what what's under there, and people are just aimlessly driving through the water now. Yeah. You know, whatever. You know, so it's young very, and dumb. Uh, yep. it's, young and dumb. Mm-hmm. Very interesting, but thank, thanks once again to Ben Lantham for that clip. Uh, uh, hopefully, he was not, he did not go partake afterwards. Wonderful, and then, uh, and then you know, go partake. But anyway, I think uh, MJ, you have our last weatherful tonight from a listener, right? Sure, I do. Uh, Lu- Luna Light are one of our fans from uh, across the puddle there in uh, Germany. Uh, shared this out and this is a long video and i'll start playing some of it um it's it's uh stephanie abrams um during hurricane laura and it's actually an incredible video if you watch the whole thing through because it progresses through the evening um and and we're not calling stephanie the fool i think uh, luna feels like it's sort of the producers probably who are the fools for putting her out in this because as it progresses events eventually we see glass shatter and we see her hardly being able to stand uh, out there at all, and um, so again, it's it's probably too yeah, long. I don't to watch make fun of Steph. Pardon? I don't want to make fun of Steph. 
No, no, absolutely not. Like I said, I don't think she's the fool. Yeah. I think well, it's her producers for you, making her. Yeah, Dina, Dina and Kim, you tell us who who like who makes that decision to go, you know what, I'm gonna still be out here during this hit. Mm-hmm. Or you know what, this is just too dangerous. I'm not gonna still be out here. I think it's both, don't you think, I Dina? Think and but you know what, Rob touched on a good point, you know. Although Stephanie's a big name, she could say no and still get away yeah, with it. But I think so know. too. If it were like Joe Schmo like me, they'd be like, keep your ass out there. Yeah, you watch it now. She can't even face. I mean, it's Ooh. crazy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's... But she's tough. And so, so there, there was a point that she she came in a little bit closer. Uh, and and she was um, so somewhat still out in the storm, but she was closer to the hotel or wherever she was staying. And that's when one of the windows broke out. And yeah. so glass yeah. went flying, flying into her. She came running, you know, into shelter. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it's like, God, are, where are we at as far as the media to go? We need that. Like, we, right, right. Yeah. It's, it's, a fine, it's a fine line, right? Because I, I at share one, the name. <laughs> at one point, if like, for example, I saw on Twitter the fact that no one, you know, the storm surge was mostly in remote parts. Everyone was like, oh, well, there wasn't storm surge. So to some degree, right, film there shows that it's actually happening and people are like, oh, crap, I'm glad I left. Yeah. You know? It, 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 but it's you're right. It's Phil. It's a fine line, right? Because you know the second that stuff happening, people are like, oh, well, you guys are hip- hypocrites. You know, it's kind of it's tough. Yeah. Sure. But, yeah, I'd like to read the report on that surge at the end. Yeah, I a mean, lot of those sensors went down before we knew, and then people are like, oh, the surge wasn't so bad. I'm like, you don't really know yet. Right. Yeah, it was in it was in a lot of remote parts. I we don't need to get into it, but but I saw a sensor that was like twelve or thirteen feet, so it still was yeah pretty bad. But sure. Anyway, it's guys, my head. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I think that that wraps it up for our weather fools. Phil told me exactly what to say here. I don't think I'm going to say it exactly <laughs> right, but it's show one thirteen. And if you're curious about our show notes, uh, that's where we're going to have the links to all of these videos. So go ahead and check them out on whatever listening device you have. Look at our show 113 show notes and uh, check us out there. Okay, Brady, that that wasn't too bad. It was probably all right. I said twice as long as what I'd given you, but I'm a a man of eloquence. You know, works right. It's it's you want to make sure you know our listener knows exactly where to go. Just tell him it was. (laughs) All right, so hey, so I've got so we've got a new episode we're gonna try out, and and I want um you know if if you're listening to us, I want you to let us know. I mean, feel free to to get in touch with us. Questions at stormfrontfreaks.com. Or let us know on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, we're on all those. Just search Stormfront Freaks and, and let us know there. But let us know what you think of this uh, new episode. I'm going to call it, and I, there's got to be a better name, but but for right now, we're calling it Potty Mouth Forecasts. And as I, I kind of hinted a little bit early on in the show, I, I jumped on the dark web. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, I basically searched... Uh, foul language weather reports and and uh, bad language meteorologists and and I did this big search and and I came across I want to share this with you I came across a forecast that was recorded from uh, a, a a past guest good friend of the show Jim Cantori from the Weather Channel and this goes back to an episode where apparently he he had some hiccups while he was doing his weather forecast. Oh. 
And apparently this, this really bothered him enough that while he was also ha- had his hiccup episode, he just he started just throwing explicitives and, and bad language and just started throwing crap uh, out there on TV. And so I'm going to share this with you guys. Now, we have edited this, so, so you, know, you won't hear the bad language, fortunately. Uh, but I want to share this this with you guys and, and see what you think as we go through Jim Cantore's forecast with the hiccups and the potty mouth. But to the south of all that, this is where we've got the heat. There's actually some storms developing along the Red River. Can't, Oklahoma City's 87, 101 at <laughs> Dallas, 97 degrees at Little Rock, 97 degrees at Houston. I mean, I'm not laughing at this. Believe me, I'm laughing at myself. This low-level swirl continues to move away from the Baja. Plenty of moisture left over over the <laughs> corners. <laughs> and some of these storms uh, have the capabilities of producing some hail, as we've seen down toward uh, Kachara Pass. They came in with two to three inches of hail on the gr- ground. Denver has been spared from the from the from the <laughs> weather today. It's all back in the mountains and <laughs> southwest of Cheyenne. We've had some showers and some thunderstorms as well. All right, Southern California looking better as the air is starting to dry out even more so than what we had. Few showers around LA, on over through San Bernardino County. They just seem to be diminishing in intensity. Oh, all right, a tenth to a half inch. Uh, that's about it. Nothing terribly heavy here. Notice as we go on in toward Monday evening. I know a lot of you are sitting home and say, "Oh, Jim, how are the martinis for lunch? Huh? How many did you have? Three, four, six? Uh, no, it's uh, hiccups. Showers, thunderstorms through Pennsylvania, down through, through the Mid Atlantic. Some of them have been producing some very heavy rain. Again, I, I, seriously. Harrisburg, uh, down through Dover, watch out because we have some going on as we speak. <laughs> Tomorrow morning, all that shifts up toward New York City and Boston. Could be some very heavy rain for the rush hour. And we'll watch this little ski upper low as it continues to drop through Arkansas and makes its way toward western Tennessee. That could mean some showers and some storms. And uh, some of those could produce some rain. I've never smiled as much on the air before in my life. Locally, two inches. In the fr- front range, down through Kansas, uh, on into Oklahoma, locally three inches from New York State, down and through the mid-Atlantic, very slow-moving storms. And the two areas are mer- merging, the Atlantic moisture and the Gulf moisture, just kind of merging ho- here over New York State, on in through West Virginia. 70s, all the way up into southern New England tonight, so you know you're warm out ahead of that cold front. And down to the south, 90. 100 degree heat once again. As you can see out west, notice the 70s and 80s over the Intermountain region. So with the clouds building up in the afternoon, that should hold the temperatures down a little bit. And notice again, as we go through midnight tonight, many areas from the New England states all the way into the Tennessee Valley, uh, a little on the wet side. I made it. (laughs) (laughs) This is going to be one you play at half speed. Oh my oh, god. That, would be that's fun. True. that is a yeah. good one, yeah. That's true. Yeah. That was good. That's a good point. I, I I could do that. We could we could I could look for some uh hope Jim doesn't intoxicated weather forecast. Oh yeah. Um, that would be good. But Ooh, there you go. Anyway, so that, that's our potty mouth forecast for this episode from Jim Cantori. <laughs> Uh, who couldn't hold his hiccups or his language, I guess, at that point. But, <laughs> all right, so let's uh, let's go ahead. Let's check our uh, freak fan box. Send me a postcard. Drop me a line. You've got mail, baby. Yeah. All right, MJ. <laughs> all right. Richard Moss uh, checks in with us and says, uh, uh, Daniel Shaw, Pecos Hank, Michael Blinsky, Tornado Greg. It was a great podcast with four of the best storm chasers. Loved it. 
you sure know uh you sure know some legends mate so thank you for that nice. uh, just justin noonan says classic great <laughs> stuff guys very enjoyable thanks so thanks justin lone star storm chaser says i just finished watching the uh, podcast great show that troll bot is something else. There you go. Man. <laughs> they love it. Yeah, it's something else. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Jeremy Bauer says, thanks. Really enjoyed the recent Storm Chaser round table, table episode. So that was a popular one. Thanks, Jeremy. And finally, Pawnee Storm Chasers checks in and says, I have officially listened to every single episode of the Stormfront Freaks oh podcast. Gosh. Wow. So, um, wow. Thank you. Hey, we'll yeah, I'm sorry, too. Okay, what's the name? Those, uh, it's Pawnee Storm Chasers, yeah. Pawnee Storm Chasers. Go, wasn't, he our, uh, wasn't he at our... Um, yeah, we see he's, he's a past guest. Uh, <laughs> past guest. We've had Brandon on, yeah. so... Happened to your yeah. voice, Brady. So... <laughs> Uh, thanks for checking in everybody phil said earlier check us out on twitter facebook instagram uh search for stormfront freaks leave us some comments or questions at stormfrontfreaks.com that's it deezer deezer and deezer (laughs) hey so that just about does it for this episode of stormfront freaks podcast i'm still standing uh, so thanks, thanks for listening or watching but before i announce our next guest i I do want to remind you if, if you like the show um, if you enjoy what we're doing, we, we love the feedback you guys give us. And, and even if it's crappy feed, I mean, if there's something you don't like, let us know. I mean, we're, we're trying to do this so that you guys enjoy something, uh, that we get together every two weeks to, to put together for you. So, um, let us know whether it's email, whether it's, uh, sending us something on, on Facebook, Twitter, um, Instagram, again, just search Stormfront Freaks and you'll, uh, you'll find us there. And uh, subscribe to the show. So uh, hit the little subscribe or follow button on the uh, podcast app you happen to be listening to us on. I'm going to make it through, guys. Not barely. (laughs) Uh, Special thanks. I think we all agree. Uh, Rob Marciano was a great guest tonight. Yeah. Good job, Rob. We we had a great time with Rob and and always fun, whoever we have on. But uh, that was the first time with Rob, and we'll have to have him on again. Our next episode, so we're going to be recording live on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter on Thursday, September 17th at 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 o'clock Central. We're going to be chatting it up with the Vice President of Weather at DTN and Radar Scope. So they, they do Radar Scope. It's going to be Mike Eilts is going to be with us. So we're going to be looking forward to having Mike on in a couple of weeks and uh, talking uh, Radar Scope and other uh, cool DTN software oh, and, awesome. and apps. Nice. Cool. So, yeah, they just updated that too, guys. It's pretty sweet. Yeah. So for, for MJ, uh, Maz, Dina, Kim, Brady, and, and uh, Jen, who's uh, had to take care of uh her daughter i'm gonna go ahead and signal the all clear and we're gonna catch you guys next time so good night everybody thank you for listening to the stormfront freaks podcast find our bi-weekly show on apple podcasts google play spotify iheart radio or your favorite podcast app and watch our live and recorded shows on youtube For show notes, additional information about this episode, as well as past and upcoming shows, videos, photos, merchandise, and more, visit our website at stormfrontfreaks.com. While you are there, check out our live interactive storm chaser radar provided by our friends at zoomradar.com. If you would like to contact us with questions or make comments about the show, shoot us an email to questions at stormfrontfreaks.com or follow us on Twitter or Facebook. Search Stormfront Freaks. We'd love to hear from you. 
Join us next time and tell a friend about the Stormfront Freaks podcast.